52 Traders November 2017 Market Predictions. I believe that before then, Bitcoin USD is going to continue to move up. What I'm looking for is highs of at least. Join Cam every week on the 52 Traders podcast or at 52traders.com to learn how to trade like the pros. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is not investment, trading, or financial advice of any kind. Hey guys, welcome to not another episode of 52 Traders, but a new launch of a new service that is calling Market Predictions. So this is where I ask past guests of the 52 Traders podcast to give us predictions on the coming month for a market of their choice. Now this is the first month of doing it, and I've got to say, some of these things are absolutely fantastic. So I've managed to get 13 of the past 90 odd traders that I've had on the show come back and actually give predictions. Now today you're going to hear nine of those and I've got the recordings here, the audios. These guys have actually done videos. So if you want to see the videos, jump on the site and they've got charts, they've got um, data, they've got all sorts of stuff that they walk you through on the chart. So these are actually the audios from the video footage. So if this gets a bit, uh, bit boring, a bit sort of obscure, then it's probably because it's missing the video part, which you can jump onto 52traders.com. There's a link on the top now called Free Predictions. And so these are completely free, okay? So you don't need to be a pro member to hear them, to see them, to read them. There are 13 in total. We got nine here in today's episode. Uh, and we got some fantastic markets as well. As you would have heard from the intro, we had Bitcoin there. We've got Tesla. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of currencies and we've even got the S&P 500 and a random stock from the UK. So guys, if you're looking to uh, to get some insight and help and have a helping hand this coming month, then please jump on board, have a listen to, well, actually have a look, have a read, have a look at the charts, have a listen to what they, these guys have got to say in a second and you're going to get some, not just insight into what's coming up in the coming month, but some expertise and insight into how these guys approach the longer term view of trading these markets. So guys, uh, this is really, really good stuff for not just, you know, uh, learning from, but also, you know, if you're sort of helping with your trading confidence, if you're thinking you're going bullish, then it might, it might just help you with the direction you want to go. You know, this is, uh, as I said, completely free. Um, everyone can get access to this you're going to hear them in a second, and I'm going to stop, stop rabbiting on so you can hear them. And the goal is to get these out pretty much every month. Uh, it's up to the traders who come on board on the show that participate. So what markets we get, what uh, traders we get, who knows? But I'll tell you what, it's damn exciting. All right, guys, so let's hear from our traders first up, and they just go back to back, and I'll jump in at the very end. So there's a little gap between each of them. All right, guys, here they go. Hey guys, this is Nick from ForexForNoobs.com. Today is Friday the 27th of October 2017 and the time is 19.52 here in the UK. You're looking at a Bitcoin USD daily chart and in today's analysis, we're going to be taking a look at Bitcoin. What's Bitcoin going to do in the next month? Now, you'll see on my Bitcoin chart, I have a bunch of support resistance areas. These support resistance areas seem closely spaced together, I know. But the thing is, Bitcoin USD is kind of a pretty new pair. So what I'm doing right here is I'm placing a lot of support resistance areas. I'm going to filter some out with time. But the thing is, I can't really filter many of them out because it just won't stop moving up. 
I'm sure you guys have heard the saying, one step forward, two steps back. With Bitcoin, it's more like five steps forward, one step back. You know, it'll shoot forward just a whole lot and then it'll just step back a little bit. The biggest pullback has been this one here. But ever since that pullback, it just shot up. Now it's kind of stalling again. And that's no surprise really, because there was a soft fork recently for Bitcoin. And that soft fork, what it did is it really kind of, if, if you don't know what a fork is, I can't really explain it in this video. It's a really complicated thing. You should just Google it. What's a, what's a fork in uh, cryptocurrencies? But there was this soft fork, and usually with soft forks, it has a bit of an impact on price, and price will, uh, will pull back. So sellers will come in and pull price back. So there was a soft fork uh, just a few days ago that has caused price to fall back, but it's already pretty much recovering. So after the fork, what happened is it pulled back to around about this support area, the 55.65. And as you can see, it bounced straight back from that. Now it's pulling back a little bit. Now we have another fork coming out. This is a different kind of fork. It's a hard fork. A hard fork is probably going to have more of an impact on price. That's going to be next month, towards the end of next month. So this hard fork is very potentially going to cause a, a big pullback on Bitcoin USD. But... I believe that before then, Bitcoin USD is going to continue to move up. What I'm looking for is highs of at least 7,000. Now, why have I picked 7,000? Because Bitcoin's never been to 7,000, so it might seem like an arbitrary guess. But there is reasoning behind 7,000. It seems like Bitcoin likes to stop at these rounded numbers. So if we take a look at 5,000 back here, this is when it reached 5,000. What happened? Got close to 5,000, bam, pulled back. Then we take a look at 6,000. Got close to 6,000, what's happening? Bam, it's pulling back a little bit. So every time it reaches these big rounded numbers, it pulls back and that's, that's price action at play, that's psychology at play. So what I'm looking for for the next big target on Bitcoin USD uh, over the coming month is a move up to 7,000. So essentially, I'm looking for it to pull up to 7,000 before the next fork. After the next fork, which, you know, by that point, I should be doing another video. So after the next fork, I'm expecting it to pull back quite a bit. But right now, I'm full on buy on Bitcoin USD. Uh, I'm actually heavily bought into Bitcoin USD myself. Uh, and I've been riding this trend up for, for quite some time now. So I think Bitcoin is a definite, definite buy up to at least 7,000 over the next month. Let's see what happens. Thank you for watching this analysis and I'll see you next month. Hey traders, we're just going to take a quick look at Euro New Zealand here. We're at a critical point at the moment with this cross-currency pair. As you can see, uh, Euro New Zealand is at this soft level of resistance, which is of course a level which has only broken uh, once in the past five years. Last time price was above it convincingly was in 2012, 2011 actually. We can see here that we've got uh, one, two, three, four. This is the fifth test all the way back in 2015, back in August, 
Uh, two years ago, we had a breakout, it's a false breakout, as you can see here on the daily, and price quickly fell right back into this range here. Well, guess what? Price hasn't really gone anywhere else since then. Um, we've simply seen price kind of oscillate between these kind of two levels here, around about just above one spot 500, and of course one spot 725. And what is interesting with this as well, not only um, are we funneled between these two levels here, where price seems kind of trapped, and that's uh, a good thing if we look are looking for a predictable way of trading this. We have also got the completion of an ABCD pattern coming into the level here. Let me explain for those of you who aren't that familiar with ABCD patterns. An ABCD pattern is basically um, a harmonic pattern where we are looking for symmetry between points A to B equals C to D. We don't always get it, but what we are after, of course, is a Fibonacci based extension. Okay, so if we drag a Fibonacci extension from point B down to point A, we can see that actually this level of resistance coincides with the 1.618. So let me just explain how we make, made up this um, ABCD pattern. We've got points A here, A, B, C, D. And essentially an ABCD pattern um, is a free wave formation, wave one, retracement, wave two, wave three. It's like a, as Larry Passavento would say, it's like a thunderbolt. And it's a very good way of thinking um, about its free wave formation. Typically at the end, when we do get the completion of our ABCD pattern, uh, price does move downwards. And okay, of course it's not guaranteed, but of course, for those of you who've been uh, trading in the field for any length of time, the more clues we have in favor of a major movement, the better, the more kind of certainty it gives us, even though nothing in the market is guaranteed. Okay, so we've got two things on our side so far for a potential reversal for the euro versus the New Zealand dollar. Another thing as well, slightly more from a fundamental standpoint, and that's the fact that in Europe, interest rates are zero, and last time I looked in New Zealand, there are 1.75%. So if you think about it from a fundamental point of view, you can reasonably expect um, the money to be flowing to the trading block or the country which has the higher interest rate, i.e. New Zealand, um, long term. So we can say that, okay, if we're selling the euro versus the uh, New Zealand dollar, it means that those people who are selling the euro versus the New Zealand dollar are essentially having... Um, net carry it every night, okay, because they are selling um, the currency which has the lesser interest and going long essentially on the one of the higher interest rate, i.e. the New Zealand dollar at 1.75%. All right, one other thing as well, which I quite like about this one, is we've got bearish reversal divergence. Okay, and we can see this on the stochastic here. Let me just expand this for you. There we go. So if we compare price from these two points here, we've got a higher high from this point to this point, but on the stochastic, on the similar points, we've got a lower high. So let me just draw this to illustrate it for you. So on price action, we've got, okay, it's making a higher high, there we go. But for the equivalent, over the equivalent uh, time, we've got a lower high with the stochastic. That's a sign 
that the momentum enjoyed by the bulls is becoming less pronounced in the market and that's a decent warning sign that the bears are creeping in. So how are we going to trade this one? That's the burning question, huh? Well, I will tell you that um, reversal trades, 80% of them do fail. They are high reward, low probability. You can imagine if we saw a sell setup here on the weekly time frame or in the daily time frame, and we've got all this potential downside to take advantage of. Right to the bottom, not right to the bottom, sorry, but near enough. Even to the midpoint, that's pretty good reward to risk. That would be like tentatively saying a 5 to 1, which is good enough, huh? So what would we look for in order to trade this one? Well, what we'd look for on the daily is a bearish pin bar reversal or indeed a doji where we'd see the uh, tail preferably above this level of resistance and the 1.618 so that we've got an efficient entry at the break of the low or indeed we'd look for it on the weekly as well. That's is something which we're gonna to have to take a view on on Friday. We can see here that we've all got, already got the tail forming as I um, produce this on Thursday evening, London time, we've got the tail forming. So if this does close in its present way, or indeed lower, one way of trading this one would simply have an entry just below the low of what would be this week, stop loss above the high, and just anticipate the fall to the downside. Safe in the knowledge that we've got a long-term position um, selling the euro going long in the New Zealand dollar with this cross pair where we're benefiting from positive carry. Okay, so this is a reversal trade. It is the completion of an ABCD freeway formation into a level of resistance, um, a soft level of resistance as well, supported by bearish reversal divergence looking at the stochastic. Okay, so that is our trade idea. We, if this does trigger and continue in the direction um, that we suspect it will, based on this analysis, we expect that four or five weeks from now, we can see the euro lower than it presently is against the New Zealand dollar. Okay, that's it. Happy trading, folks. All right, Cam, thank you uh, for having me. Um, hello, everybody. Art Collins here. Check me out at ArtCollinsTrading.com My prediction for November. Let me start out by saying uh, when you have a, a market that uh, has like an unbroken up move like we've seen since the 2016 election, like most technicians, I'm trying to figure out a place to sell it. I'm going to show you why you don't want to do it in November or December, for that matter. You might get a shot at it in January, but uh, as a technician, I just go with what has worked before, uh, knowing that that is not necessarily an indicator of what's, what the future is going to hold for us, but, you know, my, my thing is why fight the current, current when you can determine which way it's going. Go with it. Go downstream, not upstream. Over the last 19 years, if you would have bought the uh, S&P, the mini S&P, you're looking at a single contract here, mini S&P market, you would have bought it on November 1st and held it all through November, exiting on the close of November 30th. This is what you would have had, a 16, nearly a $17,000 profit. It would have been right 14 times 
Wrong five, 73%. Accuracy, the all-important return on account, which is the net profit divided by your worst drawdown. Uh, that figure uh, gives you a percentage that your account would have increased had you started with your worst drawdown amount. That, to me, is the most significant stat. For just something that is as limited as looking at 19 trades, you know, to more than double your money, nearly two and a half times your money, pretty significant. And this is what it looked like on a year-by-year -year breakdown. Okay. Uh, we're not showing stops in here. Just to go back, though. Uh, yeah, you could have had a losing trade of 5,700. That'd be tough to sit through. But I'm just giving you, obviously, a broad overview of why you want to be a buyer of the S&P on November 1st, not a seller. Okay? Now, you could do even better if you held it through the end of the year. Um, pretty much the same percentage accuracy, but our profit has jumped to 34%. This is what that year by year looks like. I can tell you, research also will show you, you know, for those of you that are just dying to wait for the short, that January uh, recently has been the best month to be short, better than, you know, the so-called melts of uh, September and October. Okay, so a little patience, but you definitely, the best trade that I have isolated, just going back on a year-by-year -year basis on monthly charts, is to be long the S&P, okay? You can be long pretty much the rest of the complex, the uh, stock-related index complex, but the S&P was the best result. We bought on November 1st and held... Uh, through December 31st close, your net profit or uh, your net profit would have been $34,000 and your all-important return on account would have more than quadrupled your money. So that's why I am saying buy on November 1st. Hold it through November. Hold it through December. You're even more adventurous. All right, guys, I want to get to my prediction video. Um, so I'm going to do Euro USD, and you can see by the title, Trump, please help me erupt. <laughs> the reason I say that is just Trump causes a lot of volatility in the markets, which is pretty good. No complaints here. But what I want to go over is Euro USD and a little bit of market structure just quickly so you can understand my prediction and what I'm basing it off. Now, Euro USD on the weekly broke this resistance and it's retesting it as support right so to me that concludes further upside now looking at market structure we have a series of higher lows right one lower high right here but again I think that's that's just a pullback so what would I be looking for I'd be looking for some potential upside on the euro um, so at the monthly, monthly is probably going to be bearish. Yep. But the monthly is pulling back a little bit. Here's two. So what I'm looking for is further outside in the euro, at least for this week. And 
areas where my upside will be in trouble, according to market structure, this right here. We broke down resistance, didn't really get a clean retest on the daily, so I'd be looking for some upside pressure to 11684, one, seven, uh, I can't read today, 1.17065 as well. Now, yesterday we had a really nice day. Today we had a bit of a pullback, dip into some liquidity. Now we're pushing up a bit. Let's look at this on the four hour. So the same thing here on the four hour. We, this re, the prior resistance zone is now acting as support. Now the euro does have some challenges to get to some further, to make further upside gains, which I am fully anticipating. This is more upside gains to the euro, at least to here. And if it does, we can probably see, because we can see that this is for our for our resistance zone right here as well, right? So if we break this zone, hit here, which will look something like this. I'll move up to here. Possible reject. Break up through here. A retest of to see if this resistance is going to hold right as support. Well, it's not resistance yet. It's potentially going to be resistance based off market structure, market structure trading, right? <clears throat> it holds as support. We see upside. Now, another one, where's my upside potential in trouble? Here. Market structure, simply, simply market structure. What was once resistance, um, sorry, what is once support can turn into resistance and vice versa. All right, and it bounce here. And it bounce here. Ultimately, with the target of this zone here. Or even either of these levels too. All right. That is my prediction video for Euro dollar. Again, let's hope that Trump tweets something very crazy. That way we can get some upside. Um, that's what I'm looking for for Euro dollar. Also, let me see if I can skim over the trading view real quick. All right, I'm going to show my other screen. Okay, you should be seeing Trading View. I hope you are, because I still see my pretty face on <laughs> the other screen. So let's look at Euro Dollar real quick. Managing blood sugar is a series of smart choices. Mm -hmm. When you replace one meal or snack, 
they call carbs then to help minimize blood sugar spikes. You can really feel it. Look at the weekly. Yeah, on the weekly, I do think that uh, Euro USD is going to have some further upside. This area that we just broke here indicates that we're possibly going to see further upside. Monthly is, ooh, monthly ended kind of. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But I do think that the Euro USD will eventually head to this area here. In the long run, I do think Euro is going to go a little bit higher with an ultimate target of this. The market's come really, really far for it to turn around. And it's only turning around right now. It's only turning around right now because of this right here. Right? Support becomes resistance. Resistance becomes support. Let's see if it does a six-month chart. Yeah, I'm not upgrading. Anywho, um, if you do look at a six-month chart, the euro uh, is is pushing to the upside. So um, I'm anticipating further upside, um, and I hope this video answers and shows the roadmap that I do think that the euro is going to take. Thank you, guys, and have a wonderful day. Hello traders, how are you? My name is Vladimir Rybakov and this is my prediction, review and forecast for the Euro Pound for the month of November. Uh, my analysis is based on the cycle that this pair create and if we take a look on a weekly chart, the reason I go for weekly is because it actually gives me the understanding where the current money flow is and what I should be trading. So I can clearly see here we have one, two, three triple cycle with a false break happening right on the top followed by bearish divergence. That's a monster call from the uh, pair to start its bearish move. Now, according to that, we could expect the 50% to be reached, which ironically or not, is taking us back to the Brexit zone, 081.50. Or at least I would aim to the bottom of the range, which is the 38.2. Now, observing the weekly chart gives us the bearish direction. Observing the daily chart, we can clearly see this pair is coming closer and closer to critical levels and these levels are right here and here so what could happen and most likely would happen is uh, we have the cash rate decision in britain they are expected to increase the rates they most likely will according to the recent uh, cpi and other data was published in the uk which would contribute to the UK forces, of course, but the main factor here would be 
what they will hint for the future. If they will show and say that there are more hikes to come on the coming future, then the, it will be great for the pound and great for the euro pound to continue lower. If they will say, we raise, but game is over as for now, that could be the sign of the reversal. And in that case, I would be looking for possible reversals towards back to, towards the 089 zone, uh, up to 090 zone before switching bearish again. Okay. Now, what kind of evidences can we have for the uh, buy on the short term? Uh, it's pretty easy. We drop to four hour and one hour simply because we involve here with weekly and daily cycles. And what we need to see is first of all, a bullish divergence, which is happening and building up on the four hour and the one hour chart. Now, what we do need to see next is basically a convergence principle. So we need to start and create higher highs since the last relevant high on the one hour chart is only here. What we might have here as alternative to the bullish side would be one, two, three, three little waves on the rally, two waves down and a breakout. If that happens, we are into a bullish correction. All right. So that's the two ways Mr. Market can actually uh, behave here. Other possibility is that we are turning down here, making a false break, another false break on the top and create kind of a range here. And then we should be looking for possible evidences, bullish evidences for the short term correction up. As long as we don't have any of these evidences to the upside, the short term upside, every rally is considered as an opportunity for a sell. Exactly like we have had uh, here on the two waves to the upside and a break of the trend line. And as we've had on this range movement, sell every rally that we had after that. So the bottom line is that um, according to the news to be published in Britain uh, and design the following move, we will see if the euro pound is about to bounce from the 61.8, which is around 0.87. We are next to there. And that's why this, this level has become relevant. Uh, or is it about to continue all the way down after the rallies towards 085, 084, and then maybe all the way to 081, 50. So that's my two cents and my view for the euro pound for the months of November to come. Thank you very much for watching. I'm Vladimir Rybakov from Traders Academy Club. Thank you very much. Hey everybody, how's it going? Sean Campbell here with FXInventoryTrading.com. Wanted to spend a few minutes talking about one of my favorite trades coming up this month. Uh, the British pound US dollar. Um, I'm relatively bullish on this pair and I'll give you my technical analysis on why. I think we have a few hundred pips to the upside at least um, with maybe a little bit more. So um, let's just jump in here real quick. This is a uh, pound dollar weekly chart and as you can see um, we've made 
a shift in my moving average wave okay the uh, the the move right here that you can see where all of the moving averages have crossed they went from stacked down okay to now they're stacked up and this gives me a relatively good indication okay that we're in what I call a CT formation which is <laughs> which really doesn't mean anything to anybody else but to me it means a lot so um, I, that means that I think that usually on any time frame okay it has now a a higher probability of reaching up to the 200 exponential moving average than um than it does to just sit sit and and range out or move down again i th usually okay most of the time uh if you get this wave up in this look then then you get a a uh good chance of of heading up there so i like the look that we're in right now i like the the v formations that i'm seeing okay and i'm expecting a new v formation on this weekly chart okay so that's sort of the the weekly view the 10,000 foot view okay let's go to a little bit closer view and let's go through some technical analysis here okay so the chart that we have here now is a daily chart the same pair Here's those V's that we were looking at on the weekly chart, just for reference, okay? And and just all just like always, anytime you break it down, um, you get more granularity on on the price action that's happening, okay? So right now on the weekly chart, we had pulled back into the wave, and all this price action was sitting in the wave, and it's being fairly supported, okay? This move, let's get rid of this. Sorry, let me let me let me clear the palette. Okay, so this this price action right here got into an important level to me. Okay, that was um, that's a great sign. Okay, and then now we've you know it went six or seven weeks. Okay, or I'm sorry, six or seven days up uh, had a nice move, and then we've pulled back into that price action one, two, three times. Okay, so right now I'm looking at the 3140 to 3080 area especially the 3080 area as supportive for pound dollar right now and um, the only thing I I don't like right now is that we're waved down which doesn't mean a lot it just means that now we have to break some some structure to actually start heading up um, and I, I I mean I got no problem being patient for that letting that happen um, but we're above a 200 on the daily we've got good buy structure and buy formations going on right now and so this this is some pretty encouraging price action in here okay all of this in here um so continues to make me want to be a bull all right and then we'll drop down to my my lowest time frame here and we'll talk about the four hour chart um not quite as nice okay what you see on the weekly chart which is a a move into the weekly wave is actually on a four hour chart just a whole bunch of range okay a a movement around a flat 200 moving average you want a definition for range there you go a flat 200 exponential and price moving around it that's my range okay so like we said on the daily chart something needs to break right some something needs to pop to the upside to allow us to um, to take advantage of that bigger move and so right now the nearest point of structure is right here and and once that breaks okay if that breaks 
then um, that will be bullish mode on for me and I'll be looking to buy the pound dollar. So um, that's my that's pretty much my favorite trade of of the coming month. OK, I think that November could be could provide at least one good solid trend move up in uh, pound dollar and could shoot up into the mid 30s to um, maybe the the upper mid 30s. So I hope that helps. If you uh, have any questions, let me know. But uh, come check out fxinventorytrading.com. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. So, guys, I'm uh, going to be walking you through some of my trades um, that I've been taking in the markets, both on the FX market and also the um, equities market. Um, my latest buy actually on equities, as I'm a long-term equities trader, um, I buy them very few and far between. So these can be held for anywhere between two weeks all the way up to kind of three, four, five months. Um, my latest buy at the moment is a stock called Seven Trent. Um, it's a great company, both technically and uh, fundamentally. So I'm just gonna run you through um, some of the technicals. So um, here we can see on uh, Seven Trent uh, just how kind of range bound the stock has been since kind of uh, 2016. It's just pretty much been bouncing off this 2000 level uh, down the bottom here, which um, you know my my yeah, cursor is on, and um, been going and rallying all the way up to around that 25 level, just below the 26 level. Um, but before this, um, it's a very stable stock, as um, some of you guys that are traders already will know that uh, it's uh, a defensive stock because it's water, it's utilities. We need this on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and therefore, usually the, um, the stock in itself is quite consistent moving to the upside. So I'm just gonna zoom out on my chart here and just show you kind of how consistent this stock is. Um, in comparison to say for example a currency or something along those lines so here you can see pretty much uh, from 2000 um, pretty much all the way back from 1995 just the sheer valuation of, of how this stock has pretty much uh, rallied and continued to rally um, you know here you can see where we had the financial crash of 08 which didn't really affect the stock uh, too much um, so to speak but as soon as that, that, that settled down, you can see just how consistently the stock has been bouncing off of its uh, major kind of support levels and um, just moving onwards and upwards really. Um, in regards to that, you can see here, if I'm just to run through the stock in a little bit more depth, you can see it's just been bouncing along the 200 moving average and uh, really kind of consolidating and then rallying quite sharply. Now this stock is a big stock for uh, blue chip traders. Uh, blue chip traders love consistency and also security uh, when they're trading their equities. So this stock is, um, you know, as long as you give it a nice bit of breathing room, you, you are looking at getting long-term consistent gains. And it is one of my favorite stocks. Uh, like I said, look, if you're looking here and you can see throughout the chart, throughout 2014 here this is, it was just rallying off of its um, support levels, moving averages as well, so dynamic support levels, and uh, moving up higher. You can see once a new high was made as well, it would then uh, rally, come back down and test, and then carry on moving back up. So my most recent buy here, as you can see, is literally, uh, it's come back down to that level around that 2060, 2040 level, 
Uh, and that for me is an area of interest on this stock, um, especially because the FTSE index is so high as well. Usually that's pushed by cyclical stocks, um, pushing the FTSE higher. And um, when we're at extremities like we are now, I would like to start seeing a sell-off in some of those cyclical stocks. So traders would naturally turn to more defensive and secure stocks such as 7Trend. So this kind of puts my expectations of seeing a rally in this defensive stock kind of in a good position because I'm expecting cyclicals to sell off if that makes sense. And so yeah, technically sound, lovely position. I'm kind of expecting this position to pan out over the kind of the next kind of three to four months so it is more long term. However, the security in these positions is really reassuring. Um, and again, you can see the reward to risk on this trade here. We entered in just here. Uh, with our stop loss just below the 2000 level and this major support level that hasn't really been broken since you know April 2015 so that kind of gives me a little bit more of extra security here and I'm looking at a good three four to one return on my money and that's um, you know odds that are really in my favor and if I'm risking one percent and I'm looking at a four percent return just from one stock you can see where I'm going with this. If I start building up a 10 stock portfolio with threes and four to ones, we can be achieving that 40 to 50% per annum on our equity portfolio. So we don't wanna just take technicals at face value because obviously we're not just technical traders here. We're, we're um, you know, the complete trader. So it's very important that we look at our um, kind of fundamentals about the company. So I'm just going to show you the fundamentals now. So when we're looking at this stock, it's very interesting to see here that we can we can use IG for this information, you can use uh, various news uh, channels or whatever you want to do to look up the stock and kind of see what kind of activity is going on. So it talks about short-term news here on the left-hand side about rebounding towards 2231. That was an hour ago. Um, client sentiment, 93% of people are long. That gives me some real good reassurance, but it's only 11 to 50 people via IG index, which you know, obviously we can't see the wider picture of things, but to understand that 93% of those people are long kind of gives us a little bit more security, although we don't know how um, how professional those traders are, so to speak, but it's, it gives you that little bit extra. Um, we can also see if we move down the broker ratings, there's 14 broker ratings suggesting that this is an average rating of a hold. Now. The good thing is, when, when a broker rating is at a hold rating, it has a lot of room for um, brokers to increase their rating on that stock. Now, if the brokers slowly start to increase their rating to a buy or even a strong buy, it puts the overall rating higher to a buy rating. Now, if that happens, so to speak, then that means that there will be a large amount of volume uh, coming into the stock and pushing our price more in our favor. When you're looking at holding the stock long term, we kind of want to make sure that the fundamentals are moving in the right direction. It's got a dividend yield of 3.76%, so we're making money just by holding this stock, um, which is nice. Um, the market cap's 5 billion, it's a really good size market cap. Um, so that, that kind of information is kind of crucial uh, for us. If we look at some of the simple financials, I'm not going to uh, bore you to death guys, but you know, if we look at more in into this, you can see net income is uh, you know, as good as it's been since 2015. Um, if we took out the year 2014, we've got exponential growth pretty much year on year, showing us that net income is growing and growing, which is a great kind of uh, benchmark to be uh, giving us a, a more confidence in this stock. Equity is around where it has been since 2012, 2016, so it's pretty much 
stable, it's not growing massively, but the equity is always there. And the cash from operating activities is growing exponential. It's at the highest point it has been, just over 800 million. Uh, and again, as long as we're seeing exponential, stable growth, and strong amount of cash from operating activities, then that gives me a, a large amount of reassurance in one of my stocks. So that's just one of my stocks on my massive portfolio. Um, and I hope you really like 7Trend. Give it a good uh, look into. Um, it was one of the best ones for me as well when I started my career, and it's still one of my favorites to this day. So that kind of gives me a, a bit of a rundown on 7Trend. Uh, Hello, everyone. My name is Anka Metcalf. I am the founder and CEO of TradeOutloud.com, which is a trading education firm that is specialized in educating individuals how to day trade and swing trade the markets. In today's video, I will take a close look at Tesla. Tesla will report earnings in two days from now. Uh, today is actually October 30th. It is uh, 10.02 p.m. Eastern Time when I'm doing this recording. The stock that we're going to be talking about today, like I've mentioned before, it's Tesla. Tesla will be reporting earnings November 1st after the market closed. So this is going to be very interesting to watch. Tesla has been hovering and pulling back into this support area. The one that I'm pointing right here at $320 is where it closed today and pretty much inside day compared to the prior day, last trading day that was on Friday. Also, please notice the location. We're having a rising 200 moving average here that is holding the price in check. And we also have prior uh, prior support areas from prior price action at 312 uh, this low right here we also have one at 313 level and we also have a cushion area all the way to the 304 the area that I'm interested in is exactly this area right here to hold I'm looking for the 317 to 312 to hold I'm looking for a rotation I'm looking for the price to pivot and continue higher within this rotation with a with a target all the way into this $360 area and this is for a first target an intermediate target for a very short-term swing trader since this is a swing trade that we are referring to right now so for the swing trader the first target should be considered at 345 to 350 dollars and after that for a medium term swing we're looking at the following targets first first target into this prior high at 361 area second target into the 370 dollars uh right into this prior pivot that was formed all the way back uh august 8th and then we're looking at this last target area that is actually set in this double top formation, as you can see right here. And this is at 385. We like this pattern, although the price is descending right now. Uh, and we did have a little bit of selling pressure coming from this cluster at 360. That was pushed back lower. And once price uh, traded below these two moving averages, I'm using the 50 period moving average and the 20 period moving average. And both of these moving averages are simple moving averages so right now we're looking at this congestion right here and we're signaling a buy opportunity off this uh, 320, $323 level for a potential continuation higher keep in mind that I will 
continue to post updates on this trade and other trade and trade ideas on our private Twitter feed. It is uh, twitter.com forward slash trade out loud. Follow us as we will talk more about the markets. We will talk more about these trades and more trading ideas that uh, will develop throughout this week. Keep in mind that this week is a very, very busy week. We do have the FOMC statement um, in midweek, and we also have a lot of events towards the end of the week. Plus, earnings season is just getting started, so it is going to be a very, very busy and also a very chaotic week. Keep in mind, swing trading uh, alleviates uh, alleviates uh, the the uh, uh, the activity from these HFTs, and you're better off assessing price action. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoyed this video. Uh, keep a close look and Tesla for a possible continuation higher, and also keep in mind that if it violates this level, we would not be interested in this trade. So we're very interested for this support level to hold all the way into the thirteen uh, into the three hundred thirteen area. 312.50 um, that is our maximum risk level thanks so much for tuning in again my name is Anka Metcalf and you can find me at tradeoutloud.com hello everyone it's Dale here with long-term analysis for the euro dollar some of you may know me from my webpage trader-dale.com for those who don't know me let me introduce myself real quick as I said my name is Dale and I trade Forex my preferred style is intraday and swing trading and my favorite tool to analyze the market is called market profile. Today I'm going to show you how I use market profile to do a long-term analysis and how I create swing trade levels that I trade. Before you, you can see a daily chart of euro dollar with cumulative market profile. This is how market profile looks like is a histogram on the right side of a chart and it basically represents volume at price. In other words, it's a histogram that shows you how big the volumes at any given price level were. The bigger the volumes, the wider the profile. So for example, right there, the profile was the widest and the volumes in this area were really massive. In my analysis, I don't really try to guess if the general trend of the euro will be up or down. What I do is that I look for places where the price is most likely to turn. So I have three places like that for the euro dollar. So let's have a look at it. As you can see, the euro dollar was uh, in a strong uptrend basically the whole year 2017. For that reason, I think that there were very strong buyers, very aggressive buyers that were pushing the price upwards the whole year. And for that reason, I'll be looking mostly for long levels, long trading levels to enter my long positions from. There are two levels like that. My first long level is right there at 1.1414. And it's based on those very heavy volumes, you can see on the cumulative profile right there, those very heavy volumes that got accumulated in this sideways price action. I think that those volumes were volumes of strong buyers that were adding to their positions and accumulating their positions right there in this area. 
and after this volume accumulation they became aggressive and they pushed the price upwards so I'll be waiting for a pullback to this area and when the price comes back I think that those strong buyers will be defending their buying positions and they will very aggressively push the price upwards once more profit target for that position will be at 1.1514 and I'll close my position if the daily candle closes below this area below 1.1314 my second long level that I like to trade is a pretty strong long level at 1.1217 you can see some pretty massive volumes that were accumulated in this area the heaviest volumes in this area got accumulated right there and uh, those volumes got accumulated in this very long sideways price action which took more than one month and after those volumes got accumulated there was a strong buying activity indicating that those volumes were volumes of strong buyers that were accumulating their positions right there in this sideways price action. So for that reason I'll be waiting for a pullback to this area. And I think that those buyers that were accumulating their volumes there and finally pushing the price upwards will be defending their buying positions and they'll push the price upwards once more. Profit target for that position will be at 1.1312 and I will close my position if the daily candle closes below 1.1121. Even a few days back I wouldn't really be interested in taking any short levels on the euro because of this strong buying activity. But as you can see I have a short level that I like to trade. It's a short level at 1.1763 and uh, you can see this candle which was caused by the ECB macroeconomic news on Thursday and is the strongest selling candle basically in the whole year and for that reason I think that they may be some strong sellers that were accumulating their positions right there in this sideways price action area and those sellers push the price lower when the macroeconomic news came out. This is pretty strong selling activity and for that reason I think that it could be a good idea to start looking also not only for long levels but also for short levels from now on. You can see that some pretty heavy volumes got accumulated in this area. Those are very heavy volumes and those volumes got accumulated in this area and also in this area lot of those volumes got accumulated in this particular area. So I think that lot of those volumes that got accumulated there were volumes of strong sellers that pushed the price pretty aggressively lower this Thursday. So I think that if the price comes back to this area, those sellers will be defending their selling positions and they will try and push the price lower. Stop loss for that trade will be pretty tight. If the daily candle closes above this level at 1.1836, I'll close my positions. And profit target for that trade will be at 
I also need to mention that if there is any very significant news concerning the central banks like FOMC meeting or ECB uh, rate decision, I won't be trading those levels or I'll quit a position if I'm in a trade. Uh, the reason is that those macroeconomic news releases are very strong and uh, very unpredictable. Uh, the volatility could be pretty high. And it's very risky to be in a market during the release of such significant news. Other macroeconomic news are not that significant as the central bank's news. So I'll hold my position during these. But I definitely won't be holding my position if there is an upcoming central bank's news. Other than that, I'll just enter my position and to wait if the price goes to the profit or to the stop loss. I don't do any advanced position management. I don't think it's really necessary. It's a very simple method and it works. So there is no need to do any advanced position management with those types of trades. So guys, this was the Euro dollar long term analysis. I hope you like it. I do analysis like this regularly for 15 forex pairs at my forex trading course. I also do uh, intraday trading every day. So if I got you interested, you are very welcome to join me there. The address is trader-dell.com. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And until then, happy trading. All right, folks, there you have it. Hope you enjoyed those. If you stay to the end, well done. You're probably driving and, you know, it's, it's good It's good listening. It's good entertainment. You've, you've probably come away with a few things you can look at this month, a few techniques you can learn. But the main thing is if you jump onto the site, 52traders.com, you're going to get access to all the videos in full so you can see the charts these guys are talking about. You can see where their mouse is going on those charts. There's some marked up charts as well. So there's three predictions, uh, no, sorry, four predictions here that, I think it's four, maybe five, predictions here that, uh, uh, sorry, maybe three predictions that don't have videos, sorry. Um, so they don't have videos, so you've got to go and jump on the site anyway to have a look at what the guys have written up and uh, and look at their marked up charts as well. Um, as I said, make sure you stay tuned, subscribe to the newsletter to hear when these come out next so that you don't miss them next month. And you know, look, hey, we might even do a yearly one as well. So guys, stay tuned. This is really exciting stuff. And what's more, there's a new episode coming up on 52 Traders and I'm going to go and record the intro to that now. So it's all happening here. This is going to be a double blast for you guys. See ya.